0: So it's a new year, you have this plan to save a certain amount of money, and you start off great. First month, second month. And then suddenly, there's a friend that comes along and says, like, Hey, you wanna take a trip to Turkey? And they'd be like, Oh, uh, I'm not sure, but, but, oh, uh, who, you know, who else is going, you know, and that guy's going to? I was like, Oh, okay, 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 okay. And there you go. And then suddenly, your whole savings plan collapsed. <laughs> think that it's pretty common amongst me and my friends when we were younger and you know uh, it's pretty normal because you just started making money you want to have fun you want to do your thing and I get it uh, but if your goal this year is to save some money and create a savings safety net for yourself then I have some tips for you and today we're gonna start by talking about smart saving strategy So good morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, we'll be debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances well. So today's topic is smart saving strategies. We're going to work. Really hard and we're really smart to get to our savings goal this year. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. I get 30, 30, get 30, get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So it's the start of the year and you're ready to begin everything afresh. (laughs) Every year this cycle repeats and I'm pretty sure one of that goal in your list, it's savings. You want to save a certain amount of money Uh, because you're young, you want to be able to prepare a nest for the future and you want to be able to save some money so that you can create a safety net for yourself and maybe even develop a fund for certain big ticket purchases down the road. I get it. Cool stuff. You just got a job, some excess money, you want to be smart of your savings. Yeah. But at the same time, because you're new, you start making some money, you're easily tempted. You want to buy this thing, you want to do that thing, and yeah, it's it's very normal because you, you just started making money and you want to be able to use it, so it's, it's nice. And then on the other end, there are some people that are so afraid to spend and... Uh, you know, they have a very unhealthy relationship with their money, and it pains them when they save, but they still save, so I have a friend who told me recently, he's like, you know, I really try to save, but every time I save, my heart cringes, it's like, oh, it's so painful, I just keep saving, and you know, it affects my quality of life. So she has saved to a level where it affects her quality of life. I mean, she's not comfortable with whatever she's doing. And to me, that is very unhealthy as well. right? So how do we reach a point where we are healthily saving money you know, and working towards our goal, but at the same time, taking care of ourselves? Right? I think that is where we are looking at. And Definitely, it's not easy. It takes time to be able to figure out, you know, how, what actually fits my life? What is something that I appreciate? You know, it's not all just about cutting back expenses when you have surpluses, but actually finding out how much do you want to save and how do we go about doing it every month? What is the monthly contribution that we need to achieve this goal? right? How do we do that? And at the same time, not forget that, hey, there are certain things that are important to me, you know, like I love to drink tea, you know, I want to buy good teas, you know, I love to watch musicals and I want to be able to catch a musical a month I and mean, I work hard for it and to me, cool, I want to do it. So, how do I then balance this whole, you know, financial aspects of achieving my savings goal but at the same time, taking good care of myself. And today, I'm going to share with you three tips that I thought long and hard, and I use them actively, so it's cool. If you have any other tips on your end, I want to hear from you. How to become a smart saver? And the first thing that I'm going to share with you is to automate your savings contribution save before you spend this is extremely important i know in singapore there's this shop and save i used to have this supermarket called shop and save but if you think about it if you shop you're not actually saving you're shopping (laughs) what you need to do is save and shop right you want to be able to commit to your savings goal or any of these other big ticket purchases whether is it your you know further development fund or whether it's your mortgage fund right from the beginning right from the start so every month when the money comes into your paycheck bank account you want to be able to automatically transfer all these money to your savings account or to your various funds accounts you know so that is not difficult these days because you know it's getting really easy to set auto transfers the banking back ends are a lot easier So do it. Automated transfers will help you to stay committed to whatever you want to do. So if you want to save money, go and open a new bank account and set that as a savings account and create an auto-transfer from your paycheck account. So I think that is cool. And one extra tip I'm going to give it to you is that I personally use Maybank for my savings account. (laughs) I'm going to share with you why it's really cute. Because if you think about it, it's very tough to find a Maybank account, right? Really, really tough to find a Maybank, you know, um, outlet in Singapore. You know, there are only a few of them, one in Chinatown, one in Raffles Place. You know, in the heartlands, it's very difficult to find them. So it makes it tougher for me to go and withdraw money from Maybank. Right? So to me, I think that is, that is, uh, it was a good shot back then when many things were operating in cash. Right? But I still use this strategy because I want to make it difficult for me to touch my savings. I don't want to make it so simple. If I open a POSB account or DBS account just for savings, chances are they have easy access all across the island. I could easily get money you know, with that card. And to me, that is, um, it's just making it difficult for me to save when, when I could just... Take a bank that is, you know, very scarce in terms of the outreach for money. And then I'll be like, hey, okay, Maybank, right? Very difficult for me to draw money. Cool stuff. I'm going to make it easier for me to save. Which brings me to my second point is that if you have a savings plan this year, that means you want to save a certain amount of money, share it with the people you trust. How much you want to share and for them to keep you accountable. Right. So if you want to save $2,000 this year, share with the people you trust, share with your parents, share with your loved ones, share with your friends, and then because you trust them and you want them to keep you accountable. right? To me, that is extremely important because when you do something on your own, um, especially when you're new and you've not done it before, you've not created a habit to it. Whereas if everyone does it as a collective or someone else keeps you accountable to your promise, you know that makes it a lot easier for you to do it because you have this emotional binding you know, to to get this to work. And if you want to take this one step further, you can consider passing your savings bank card to that person. Of course, you don't give them the passcode, right? You just give them the card. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. And you will create a list of requirements for when these savings can be activated so they are kind of like your your gatekeeper you know give them five questions like when when can you withdraw when can you withdraw a savings when you lose your job okay when you lose your job that means you lose your income you need your savings to come and back you up or when uh, you you fall sick or something like that so you just need to create a list of requirements for when you can touch the savings and pass that to your gatekeeper at the same time when you pass them the card. All right, so that they can keep you accountable and it creates a barrier for you to touch that savings, you know, just for splurging, just for spending. Right. And I recommend this person that you know it's the best for everyone, which is your mother. Lah, right? It doesn't matter how, how good your mom is financially, how well is she measuring, how well is she managing her finances, but just pass her the card and have her be accountable to you and you be accountable to her. Don't give her the money. You know, don't give her the password, just give her the card, you know, and engage her within this accountability process. If you do well this year, that means you managed to hit your savings goal, then buy her a meal, you know. She has done her part in helping you achieve the savings goal for the year. So cool stuff, right? First thing, you automate your savings contribution. You know, Use Maybank or some bank that is like not prevalent and everywhere. The next thing is you can pass this bank card to someone that you love and create this accountability element for yourself right? and for them to keep you accountable to And of course, the third thing, which many people don't think about when they think about savings, is that maybe you want to set a budget for splurging. So that is what I do, and it made it may very comfortable for me to save. Because when, when you are always stuck in this idea that I got to cut back expenses, I got to cut back expenses, I got to save, 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 it makes it very uncomfortable because you're always thinking of how to spend less. But in actuality, there are certain things that will help you and certain things that you like and you want to do, and that's up to you. It's cool stuff. And why not let's factor that in into our expenses, which is what I call the splurging account. So I have a bank account which I use for splurging, and depends on how you define splurging. It can be you know, buying new fashion, going to a restaurant, trying new experiences, catching a musical, things that are not vital for your day-to-day survival, but may help you to raise your quality of life. You know, and to me, that is maybe something like a splurge, and I, I enjoy that. I want to be able to enjoy spending, and I want to be able to factor all these kind of random spending and all this kind of random burst of energy to buy something or do something within my financials. Right? So it makes it a lot easier for me to save, for me to invest, when I have a separate fund, a separate account that is dedicated to spending. Right, and emotional spending or splurging or all these different kind of ad hoc expenses. So let's say you set 10 to 15% of your income, maybe about 300 hundred, five hundred dollars $500 a month on splurging. It's going to make it a lot easier for you to have fun because you are going to be targeting to have fun and splurge and go and do all these things. So it makes it emotionally comfortable to save. Right, and I hope these answers your questions as to how can we be smarter with savings. And more often than not, nobody really thinks about savings and spending actually are very connected. All right, so when you create that splurging account, it's going to help you. And I hope it helps you. So today i shared with you a few strategies to become a smart saver, to reach your savings goals this year. I'm sure maybe you have some interesting strategies or your friends have executed some interesting strategies and feel free to talk to me. I want to hear from you, right? And to sum it all up, the three savings, the three smart savings strategies for the year is to automate your savings contribution, save before you spend. Number two, to share your plan with people you trust to keep you accountable. And if you want to take it one step forward, you know, hand the bank card to someone where well, maybe your mother <laughs> she will be extremely rigorous gatekeeper for you and the third is to set a budget for splurging so that you become very comfortable with spending and very comfortable with savings because everything is budgeted and is strategized, right I want it to I want this to make it I want to make this an easy journey for you right and I hope that this helps and I hope you learned something today see ya hey I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with The Financial Coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. I hope you will share what you've gained with people you love and I want to hear from you. Give me some questions and help me along with building a community of financially savvy coconuts. Email me at thefinancialcoconut at gmail.com or message me at Facebook at The Financial Coconut. I will do my best to address your questions in future podcast series, especially if many people are concerned about the same topic. With that, have a great day ahead, stay tuned next week, and always remember, personal finance can be chill, clear, and sustainable for all.